Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the FlowTrack Podcast. My name is Kevin, joined by Gordon Mack, who's dressed up for this occasion. Gordon, with a collared shirt. How are you doing, sir? It's a big occasion, Kevin. It's your final show. I'm very sad. That's the last time I'm ever going to hear it. Can you just say that one more time? I want to hear it again. Like, welcome to the show. I'm Kevin. You're Gordon. Can you say that again for me? I need yeah. to hear one last time. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. My name is Kevin. Joined by Gordon. The email address. Do you want to do the email address? Flowtrackpodcast yeah, at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Maybe Gordon had a secret flow track podcast, Snapchat, and never told anybody. I don't know. Uh, Gordon's song with Usain Bolt, probably on SoundCloud. Find us everywhere. This is your favorite track and field podcast. How you doing, sir? We are. It's How's our, going? Uh, Kevin, I'm doing great. How's it going with you? Uh, I guess we get the elephant out of the bag. This is your final show. And uh, it's, this is <laughs> episode number Sorry. 600. And- I got to stop you right there. You opening with, we got to get the elephant out of the bag. It just makes me never want to leave. It just, that's an incredible (laughs) way. That's not the phrase. Oh, it's elephant out of the room. Elephant. You don't know there's, you talk about the elephant in the room. You're not getting the elephant out of the room. You're not kicking the elephant. Oh man. Now I'm just, I'm getting nostalgic and I haven't even left yet. I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss this so much. Uh, There are already people in the chat though, uh, being upset that you're leaving. Uh, good luck, Kevin. You will be missed. Hopefully find you on other YouTube channels. That's what Tampa Eagle said. So Tampa Eagle mm, is hoping that you're going to start another YouTube channel. Do you have another YouTube channel you're starting? Not currently. No, I don't. But props to Tampa Eagle. Been around since basically day one of the pod. One of the most loyal viewers and listeners. Appreciate you, Tampa Eagle. We'll talk more about Kevin and his, uh, being this final episode, but we still got to talk about the news because man, I was not expecting to talk about what we're talking about because I thought today's podcast was going to be a preview podcast. We start doing some predictions about the one, the two get excited about world starting at the end of the week. 
But no, track can't be normal. <laughs> track just can't have nice things because we had two kind of bombshells of news, starting with Sydney McLaughlin, Lavrone, just deciding to skip worlds. We spent a whole week talking about a thing Mo potentially skipping worlds, and now you have her teammate, her training partner, coached by Bobby Kersey, pull out of worlds due to a minor knee issue that she announced on Instagram a few days ago. Kevin, all right, let's just cut to the chase. Is she really yeah, hurt or is she just being super cautious for no reason? I think she's really hurt. But I also think you're going to get one last Kevin Hedge on this pod. <laughs> I, I also think they're being very cautious because they use the word minor yeah. to describe it. They didn't say major knee issue. The, the problem that people have with this is they say, well, it's minor, run through it. If it's anybody else, just run through it. But one person's minor might be somebody else's major. And a minor injury at this point, when you do more rounds on it, might turn into something major. So I'm with you. I didn't see this coming because she didn't run a ton this year, but she was getting faster every single time she ran. and. It's just it's just disappointing. It's just disappointing that women's 400 was going to be one of the events to watch with her, uh, Britton Wilson, Paulino, Nasser, Adeleke. We thought Femke Bowl might be in there. She's not. Shawnee Miller-Weibo, though, is, is in the mix. So, man, it's just tough. It's just tough. All these scratches are so hard to handle, and uh, you don't know, not knowing the, like, not knowing the full story, it's tough to comment it on it any further, other than just saying that if it's a if it's a minor situation, um, well, I mean, you, you take all necessary precautions, but man, it's it sure is a bummer. Yeah, here's the thing: elite athletes, athletes who are gold medal favorites, uh, have coming off of world records, get hurt. That happens, and. Athletes have to pull out of world championships, even in the Olympics. It happens. It's a normal thing. But the thing that makes this one different is that it's kind of on, you know, Sydney and on Bobby a bit that they let us create this imaginary world where, like, are you really hurt? And it's kind of on them for making us even think this in the first place. If Jakob Ingebrigtsen were to announce, I got a knee injury, I'm pulling out of worlds, you know, it happened. Oliver Horde just did it. He had a groin injury. Mm -hmm. see. Gordon industry, he's pulling out of worlds. No one is thinking, oh, Oliver Hoare, he's he's not prioritizing championship play. No, they'd be like, you're hurt. It's part of the process. Move on. But because Sydney has this little bit of like mystery to her, where like, do you, are you are you actually hurt or are you just taking it easy? And it's kind of led by Bobby Kersey giving out these quotes. It gets the fans and people yeah. thinking like, which isn't good. Like, if you're hurt, we should just be like, that's a bummer. Yeah. The story on. should be like, yeah. it's a bummer you're hurt and you're not running. The story shouldn't be, are you really hurt? Are you not prioritizing worlds? Like, if you're hurt, you're hurt. You shouldn't run if you're hurt. But now we're thinking you're maybe not hurt. There's nothing, we don't know what to believe anymore. I feel like this, like, it's kind of ruins it that she can legit be hurt, but we're always going to think, are you just playing with us and you just don't want to run again? You know? Well, that's what I thought. And I that's wouldn't... what's frustrating, you know? I wouldn't get that because if you don't want to 
if she didn't want to run, then she didn't need to run USAs. And she could have just said, hey, I'm going to take 2023 off. And that's just yeah. what I'm going to do. So that's what I, I think she's hurt. I think she's hurt. I think it's just another case. We talked about this last week when Bobby Kersey talks about his athletes to the media. I think he's trying to help. I think he's trying to be helpful. But who he really helps out is track and field content creators and podcasters <laughs> because he gives these quotes. And then you look at it and you're like, wait, what? Minor injury. Or you look at it and you say, I think Mo's going to double. Or you look at it as she's, we're going to train through the, the world championships. Oh, okay. And it just creates more things to talk about. So I think that's why, I think that's why we're in the situation that we're in. It's, it'd be easier. The argument would make more sense if people said, oh, she didn't want to go get worlds. She doesn't want to go get beat. She was going to win. Let me just. Yeah, she was going to win. I saw the ending. I saw this ending before. <laughs> she wins. She wins yes. by a healthy amount. No disrespect to anybody else in the field. Sydney was winning that gold medal. So what's the motive for, for not running? I don't think there really is one, which is why I think they are being super duper cautious and they are just saying, let's not have something small turn into something big. But because Kersey framed it as that, we're looking at it and taking a second glance and saying, well, why would anybody miss because of a minor injury? Also, there's the thing of, he doesn't want to say she's majorly injured because who does that make look bad? Yeah, that's true. The coach. So, so it could be a major say, injury yeah, that you're calling disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's my these question. These things are all on a scale. It's all on a scale. Major, minor, who can say? You look at like in other sports when people have minor injuries, there's a level of when you still compete in basketball. If it's a regular season game, you don't play. If it's game one of a playoff series, you probably don't play. But if it's like NBA finals, maybe elimination, you play. That's what I got me question. If it was 2024 and she had this exact same knee injury, does she run? Right. And that's the, that's the big question because just same thing with Mo have world championships all of a sudden turned into the Rome diamond league in terms of importance. Have they turned into AP ranch meet number six in terms of importance or the Peyton Jordan invitational because wherever we realize, Hey, world championships aren't as big as Olympics, but they're real close. They are right there. And if world championships have been downgraded that much farther, well, that's going to be a huge change to the sport. You brought it up last, uh, last show. Cause then, th then you go from, all right, the sport matters three out of every four years on this one day to the sport. All of a sudden matters one out of every four years for this one meet. If we're starting to discard world championships, I, I don't Could think you... that's the case. I don't think that's the case. I think these two things happening side by side uh, with Mo and, and with Sydney, I think we're going to look at this long term and think it, it was it, it was an injury and it was an issue. I, I don't think that they're related. I don't think there's some huge plan going on throughout track and field for athletes to stop competing in the world championships. I don't think that's going to happen. No, but I do think the biggest reason this is happening is because of COVID. And I think that typically, you know, there would have been an off year during this run, but having 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, having how many is that? Five straight championships has never really yeah. happened in the modern era. They're used to having, you know, three 
and then off three and off, not five. See, and then off. okay. And I think this could but be Bobby like Kersey that. being like, we've never done five in a row. You're only doing three in a row. So you're taking Here's this the thing one. though, for track to grow and we all want it to grow for track to grow. What do we need to do? We need to have a world championship every year. You can't take one year off and just say, Hey, you know what? People really sink their teeth into the continental cup this year. Who doesn't want to see North America battle against Oceana on like September 23rd in And Croatia? I'm the worst target market for that because I won't know what countries and what continent. Exactly. Based on my yeah. You're still European wondering. and Commonwealth uh, fiascos. Yeah. So. Yeah. Why didn't Ingebrigtsen win the Commonwealth 1500? People are wondering. Yeah. So I don't like that. And I don't like that. And you can run a championship every single year. You do it in college, you do it in high school, you do it in other sports. Even in non-championship years, they run big meets. There's just not medals handed out at the end of them. Now, if again, if you need the mental break and you need to, to reset, I get it. But the sport as a whole can't be taking years off and still try to be relevant. It just Those two things are incompatible with each other. Yeah. So, I'm bummed. Yeah, I guess, I'm sad. Is Britton Wilson the favorite now? Well, you know who could have been the favorite? Paulino? And I don't know. I don't know if the PDF that Netherlands submitted athletics is editable. But Femke Bowl should be on the phone right now. Judge who's double. ever doing entries <laughs> and say, you know how I scratched out of the 400? Put me back in. Put me back in. Because look, you go through all the candidates now, and and Bowl could do it. I mean, obviously, uh, Paulino sub fifty, but last race wasn't that quick. Wilson has had an incredibly long season. Same Nasser, with Adeleke. yeah, same with Adeleke. Nasser, I mean, has we've seen her run super fast before, but this year she's certainly been beatable. Uh, I think Miller Weibo being there is awesome. Very interesting. I don't know. I know she's done a heptathlon. I don't know how quick she's going to be in the quarter already. So Bowl could win gold. And Bowl obviously, is going to win formula hurdle gold. So she could she could double, but I don't know if they're going to let her sub back in. So with not with her not being there, it suddenly gets wide open. I, I guess I would say Paulino, Nasser, and Wilson would be my order. Yeah. I think Nasser... Nasser has that flash in the pan moment, but then you, her regular season hasn't been the same. I would expect Nasser if she's able to run what she ran pre-suspension, which segue alert. Well, that's bad. Up. Yeah, no one's beaten that time. No one's beaten that time. If she runs that, yeah. it's over. Give her the gold. Yeah, that's not that's not happening. But the, the best athlete is Britton Wilson, but she has the biggest question mark being that she ran a very long collegiate season, and yeah. for to expect her to be able to put together back-to-back sub-50s, like a 49, then a 48, or a 49, then a 47, all the way into August, is going to be challenging. So, but I guess that's why they run the race. I wonder who's going to be the – I wonder who – I'll probably – I don't know who I'm going to put money on. Then, speaking – I put some bets out there. I just put I, – I sent you the this, this screenshot. Oh, I'm yeah, gonna, let me I'm pull gonna this win, up. I'm going to win $32,000. That's the plan. Because Christian so, Coleman, on. two, 
two pick parlay. You got Kenny B in the two and Coleman in the one. Yeah, I see this. Kenny B is eighteen to one, and Christian Coleman is sixteen to one. So if you do them at the same time parlay, I put down a hundred dollars, and if it hits, I win thirty-two thousand dollars. How much of that will you go towards me as just a thank you for all the years and hours of? Podcasting? I'll give you a percentage. I'll give you percentage. You know, I'm gonna make it rain if that happens. If here's the question though: If Coleman wins the hundred. And Kenny B is in the 200 meter final. Do I hedge? You're going to tell me to hedge because I could yes. hedge for like 10 grand. <laughs> you That's hedge. actually probably you the should. better situation. I probably will make more with that hedge than I would just betting Coleman straight up. 100%. A lot needs to go right here, but yes, hedge. You should have hedged with the Sixers. You lost money and you lost your mind. When that didn't well, happen. no, I, I, I took all that money and now it's in uh, the Phillies at 30 to 1. So. Rolled that over. You, I can roll it over. I roll it over. So yeah, well bummer about Sydney. It's also a bummer that the story is not all. Oh, it's a bummer you're hurt. The story is why don't you want to run worlds? Which sucks for the sport. Sucks for her because she probably doesn't like the fact that people are all going to be questioning her motives. And you know, so it sucks for everyone. Not yeah, good. I think. I think. Remember we talked last week about the Brussels race with her and Bull? Yeah. I thought, yeah, and I thought, hey, that's not, not very likely, and I guess I shouldn't have said anything because it turned out World Championships wasn't going to happen either. So, yeah, big-time bummer. Uh, I guess, like, as of this recording, we don't have any new update on a thing, Mo, right? No, we don't. We'll probably get the update Tuesday morning, which will make this podcast super old, but, you know. Do you think she runs? I think she runs. I think, she, I think it's a yes. Yeah, I think now she kind of has to. She got to have to like save the cursy name. You know, she's no, probably I, like, oh, I don't gosh, Sydney, you're not running now. It makes it look bad if I don't run. So Sydney kind of forced a thing Mo's card be like, hey, run to make it look like cursy isn't pulling all of, her, all of his athletes out. I think she'll run. I think she runs. Un- I think she'll run. I think she'll run. And she'll win. I mean, that'll be, that instantly turns. With all these scratches and withdrawals and things, that instantly turns into one of the races of the meet, the women's eight. Oh, yeah. And especially because we thought it was gone, so now to get it back feels like a bonus, even though it should have been almost a guarantee all along. All right, so let's talk about the other big uh, storyline. Oh, speak, we, we didn't do our ad read. You want to do it right now? I'll do it right now. Let's do ad read. Wonderful pistachios. Sure. Should, yeah, should I, I should probably start reading the ad because you're not going to be reading the ad anymore. Or do you want one last pistachio ad? No, go ahead. Go ahead. This will be a good good transition. Just make this sure you read. Practice. My advice is read the copy. Re- stay on okay. script. Don't add words. Read the copy. Do not add words. Left. That's my advice to you. No, no, okay, but don't. Ready? Here we go. That's, yeah, don't add stuff extra. Like don't put in Gordon's takes on, on this. Okay, here we go. I'm going to do my go best. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. Are you looking for a delicious and nutritious snack that packs a real protein punch? Crack into a good source of protein with tasty, healthy, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce servings of wonderful pistachios contains six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. It's one of the highest protein nuts out there, but that's not all, Kevin. Pistachios are also for their fiber and better-for-you unsaturated fats, which may help you keep which may 
help keep you feeling fuller and longer. No, which may help fuller keep longer. you feeling fuller longer. Man, I did not there speak out loud in uh, English class. And the best part, Kevin, wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the summer adventures, like boating trips where you get really bad sunburn. So mm-hmm. whether you're dropping off the kiddos, Kevin has the kiddos, or running between meetings, myself, meeting man, fuel up with a healthy and tasty snack, wonderful pistachios will be your new go-to snack. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Here's the thing. We're getting 10 straight days of worlds. Have a bag per day. Wonderful pistachios. Enjoy a snack while watching worlds. Great job. Is that good? Great job. I added some words, though, unfortunately. That's fine. You just said get pistachios while you watch worlds. Good. If I could stand... And stay in the shot to give you a standing ovation, I would have. But I just, I just sat okay. down and clapped. Good job. Good job. You're ready. So, Asinga suspended provisionally. But he's not running, right? There's no – it's happening, right? The war provisional. He's not running under protest. You can't do that. He's out. He's out of worlds, correct, Kevin? Well, didn't he post about how they're trying to get the B sample tested? Is that correct? Yeah, but you know how World Athletics works. You think they're going to find that B sample in time? Come on. It took them like 10 years to find Russia. Do you think they're going to get the B sample yeah. in time? I'm I'm just reading his sample. It said, with AU's assistance, the Rio Laboratory in Brazil expedited an analysis of my sample, which also came back negative last night. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. Oh, it says the AIU has agreed to test my B sample before the World Championships next week. So he wrote this three days ago. Until that time, I will remain steadfast and wait. So that's some fun results. Imagine just waiting on that B sample. That's like uh, ping pong balls in the NBA lottery. Like, will you yeah. get the number one pick? Will you get the negative B sample? I mean, we've seen B samples um, come back negative. We yeah. saw it with Peter Bull, right? But mm-hmm. was Peter Bull's situation yeah. though? Even the A sample was wrong, right? There was there was a lot of issues with with the Bull yeah. situation, yeah. So, but not to this two different two different drugs, two different athletes, two different situations. Not comparing or contrasting, but Asinga, this is, I mean, it's a bummer, it's shocking, but then you look at the results. The guy was a ten four guy a year ago, and then he's beating Noah Lyles and running nine eight multiple times this is a situation where it makes sense you know, you, that could have been helped you know you you got you got a couple levels here right a uh, couple things so first of all short term he could have medaled this year you could even make an argument he could have been a surprise gold medalist based on how fast he was running yeah. second part of this is um if this does if the the b sample does find the same conclusions high school senior right he's in his senior year of high school 18 years old this is a a young person young person there's gonna be a lot of questions about how this substance got in his body i know he posted about the supplements and all that other stuff um and the amount that was in and and how much it was but again it's it's just one of those situations where because of the age of the person involved. It's not going to stop there. 
It's not as if um, people are going to be like, treat it like it's any other suspension. So I'm curious to see where this goes. Like all this stuff, I like to get all, get all the info first. Let's, let's everybody's, uh, you know, presumed innocent. So we'll see what they say. Um, I'm glad they're able to expedite it so, to figure it out before world championships. And then they'll be able to, to make a ruling. But uh, this happening on the same day as the Sydney scratch news was just like, like a killer one, two combination because I know everybody's like, I'm not surprised about doping suspensions, but there are athletes are that you would be kind of surprised by. And it's not like an an enormous list, but yeah, like this would fall under the people where you're like, not, you're not, you you didn't wake up that morning thinking this would be the news. So it was a, a tough day for track all around, but I guess we just have to wait and see on this one to, to figure out what, what the what what the B sample shows and where we go from there. I will say, I mean, you can contrast the way he responded to this on Instagram versus how some more seasoned pros or other, you know, veteran athletes have responded to positives. This was very much like buttoned up, like a lawyerly response of like, here's what happened, here's what I'm gonna do next, then I'm gonna go forward. Um we've seen in the past sometimes people take more of an antagonistic approach, shall we say, to AIU, um, which has that ever worked? Really, that doesn't seem to ever work. <laughs> I don't think. No. So, so he's he's approaching it entirely differently, uh, which I thought was noteworthy. So this is also there's just it's also a sad story too because you think about it. If this comes through and he's actually suspended and he serves a two or four year span, while yes. His career is not over because he's only 18. He'll come out of it 22 and be entering his prime. But he'll never be able to have that asterisk taken off him. Like he's always going to be – he could go on and have a 12-year clean career, but everyone's going to be like, yeah, well, what you did in high school, you now need to own for the rest of your life. Because this makes me also think like I don't think he – if he did – take this drug i don't think it was his idea i don't I, he had to have guidance in some way i mean what mm-hmm. were you doing when you were a senior in high school he's a junior right now he's gonna be a senior next year right or is he no 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 senior no, no. this year this was his last year yeah last year like yeah what yeah i, I get, was not that, that you're not that's what i was talking about with questions there's gonna be questions he's trying to around... like find a date to the prom not like find the perfect mm-hmm. steroid or whatever drug that is going to help you with your endurance level, you know, like, so it's just yeah. clearly the, there was the drug, something. I got to yeah. go. Sorry. The drug is G sides, GW 15, 16, which is a serious, serious drug. The same thing that Nigel Amos uh, tested positive for, you know, known to cause can't one of the reasons it's, it's banned and we talked about this with Amos is because the harm it can cause to the individual who, who takes it, right? They're, they're worried about the health repercussions with someone taking this sort of substance. So, yeah, I, again, there's going to be a ton of questions um, if, if the B confirms the A. And I think there are going to be legitimate questions that people are going to ask afterwards um, if, it is, if it is proven to be true because of the age of the person involved. And do you think yeah, there's a chance that his 
his suspension will be shorter because of his age and that he'll be, be able to plead some like, hey, what do you expect from me? I'm in high school. I was My coach told me to do this or some my trainer said do this. I wasn't planning on being a world championship medalist. I have no contract. I'm not making money. I'm not a professional. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a college system. I'm just re- so like there's a lot of like yeah. I don't count yet. You know, I'm not yeah. stealing anyone else's like he hasn't stolen a medal from anyone yet. Uh but he would have if he competed this weekend, next weekend and he was actively a an active well, positive sample, but yeah, there might as be a little bit of a sit- leeway of like, hey, you're not, you have yet to compete professionally yet, so your suspension is only two years or whatever. I think it depends on circumstances around it, right, and the information that he provides. But again, that's a tough position to put someone of his age in. And I get it; eighteen is an adult in the United States. However, we all know eighteen-year-olds um, different level of maturity, decision-making, um, power dynamics are still very much at play here. So this is new in that regard, uh, but, but I do think there would be more leniency just based yeah, and you on typically his, don't have 18 year olds. You typically don't have 18 year olds being at the status where they can win global medals in the marquee sprint events. Like that doesn't happen often. Well, yeah, they're also probably not subject to drug testing. Most 18-year-olds are not because most 18-year-olds are not this good. So I think there's so much more to come on this one that I think we all need to, to stay tuned, reserve judgment until we find out all the all the facts. I mean, I know we ran through a bunch of hypotheticals, but um, I think for track's sake, you want to get this sorted out as quickly as po- possibly uh, and as accurately as you possibly can as well, too. Kevin, as this is your last podcast with us on working for Flowtrack, do you remember the first doping situation that you had to react to? So what was the first doping reaction? Now, because I feel like mm. when you work in track media, you're always reacting to a new whereabouts failure or doping situation or a burrito gate, this, that, the other thing. Mm. It's ending with I a don't... high school star in Florida. Where was the beginning of reacting to dopers? I don't remember the first one. Well, there's a lot of ones that stand out. Like I remember where I was when the Asbel Kiprop news came. I remember where I was standing where in the office. I was in the. It's not that exciting. I was in the Springdale office and I was standing up at one of those tall tables and I was writing an article. I think Lincoln might have been there, but then Fenton walked by and we were chatting about it for a second. It's not a fun story. It's like, oh, I was in the back of a Mercedes Benz going 90 miles an hour through Prague when I found out Kip Rop had tested positive. No, it wasn't interesting at all. Um, the Coleman back and forth was obviously a big one in this show. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that stand out. I mean, Houlihan, that's a, that's an obvious yeah. one. Cause the last, you remember that email you got or I got Yeah. 20 minutes before or two hours before. Hey, there's gonna be a press conference, and we were all trying to figure out what it was about. I don't. Did any one of us say we thought she was like scratching for the meat, and then that was it? Like she she didn't run, and we thought, oh, that's she's just gonna scratch I mean, for the meat. Were, seems you were really looking at flowchart doing a whole Salazar stuff, right? Yes. Well, okay, I was in Doha for that, so that one actually was an interesting story. So that that yeah. one, we were actually there. 
And um, then the rest of the meet became everybody asking NOP athletes about Salazar. Well, I mean, which part of the Salazar stuff? Like, there's just been multiple, multiple well, yeah, chapters. Like, when the actual, cool. yeah, the ban, the ban was when we were in Doha. That's that's yeah. when it happened. So, yeah, there's been a lot. It's sort of ongoing thing within the sport. I, I will say this. Um, a lot of this is because track takes this more seriously than other sports and track chooses to test more than other sports. So before you go and get really depressed and bummed out about it and think, oh man, how come there's nobody doping in my other favorite sport? Just realize that a lot of the stuff is just because they test for it and they look for it. And uh, track is, I think, getting better at it. I think they're getting better at finding this stuff. Some people might disagree with me, but just how strict they've been, even on whereabouts alone, tells you that it is something that they're trying to to clean up. But there's going to be these situations uh, seemingly constantly, especially because some of this stuff, there's this gray area of of what's the, like, how did it get into your system a lot? We've been down that road before, too. So Very rarely are we just getting this blinking red. This is an obvious doping positive. Some of this, this stuff just happens more at the margins. But, yep, that's my that's my take on all that. It's a sad situation. Hopefully it gets resolved soon. These are all your final takes. I know. I feel bad. These weren't my, Can you bring me back on for one like, bonus episode on like December 17th or something like that? We'll, all right. we'll find Yes, for sure. We'll do a fun. Okay. We'll do I'll, a fun only. You can come in. You can correct all my wrongs. You, you'll, you'll have watch a bunch of podcasts with me. And you can just tell yeah, me yeah. where I screwed up. That'll be fun. We'll do I'll that in call December. In. Okay. Yes, for sure. Deal. We'll do that. All right. This this news story, again, it's weird me owning. I'm going to have to start doing this now because you're not going to be here. I have to start being the main host instead of the co-host. Uh, but Noah Lyles uh, the other day posted on Instagram saying, I want to run 965 and 1910. Here's what my He'd first say reaction I want to run. Hold on. He didn't say I want I to will run. run. He said I will. Yeah. My thought here is, why didn't he say in 9.5 in the 100? If you're going to say you're running 19.10, you might as well say you're running 9.5 and breaking a 100-meter world record. No? He's yeah, like hedging himself. He's hedging himself on I the like- 100. He's like, I am going to be the greatest 200-meter runner ever. I'm just going to be like the second best in the, the 100 though. Like if you're going to go bold like and it. say you're going to do something amazing, why are you hedging half of your prediction? It kind of makes it more believable though in a way. I mean, these it are does. both pretty, it's like pretty more audacious goals. Like, hey, I did the math, did some calculations, 1910 in the hunt in the two. I know that's kind of out there, but only 965 in the 100. That's all I can do. Uh, <laughs> he's never shy about sharing his goals. I'll say that, and I, I commend him for putting it out there. Most track athletes wouldn't because then people can mock you if you don't achieve them or if you come up short. Lyles is not afraid of that. Do I think it's going to happen? No, these are big long shot type target times. But, hey, he wouldn't. I bet I bet uh, if the 14-year-old Noah Lyles wrote down that he was going to run you know, nineteen three. A lot of us would have said, "Who's this guy's going to be faster than Michael Johnson?" All right, man. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever you say. And and he went and did it. So 
athletes like Lyles are wired this way. They're wired to believe in themselves. Otherwise, they couldn't get to where they are. So I commend him for putting I mean, the there. 1910, in my opinion, is doable. Right? Come on. That's doable. I, I don't I don't think so, but that's more likely like if you than had, 965. Yes. It is. For him? For him it is. Yeah. For him. But I don't I don't yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think he's gonna get Bolt's record. Uh, it'd be cool if he did. I'd love to be proven wrong. No, I don't think he will either. But also do you want to go on record right if now? There's a, if, there's say, chance, if, if there's a chance if there's a chance he's the one. Jamaica has only twenty four hours. Jamaica has only twenty four <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Yeah, has has Bolt responded? Has Bolt responded to it? Well, because also, this I don't seems think... like he posted this for his like documentary. Part of me feels like this was a documentary oh, plug post pro, pro, promo. Yeah, fair enough. If it is, I think once him and Bolt like you know talked when he went to Jamaica and shook, like it, there would have been a time where Bolt not offended. That's the wrong word would have been annoyed by this sort of talk. Remember one time, like he posted the Bolt Who thing after he broke his meat record in the Diamond League? And Bolt's like, wait, what? What are you, what are you talking about? I think now they're, he's past that. I don't think Bolt cares. He's having a good time in Jamaica hanging out. So, yeah. yeah. And I think Bolt I don't, would, to be honest, I think Bolt eventually wants to see his record broken. No? You think he wants no, to? No, no, I don't, no, not at all. I think there's everybody always cool says. Like, everybody always like says, "I really wanted 65? to see my record broken." I don't believe anybody wants to see their record broken. I believe everybody is lying when they say, "I really wanted to see my record broken." Unless okay, it's so a, are they lying when they member. say, "I'm proud of you," "I'm happy for you"? Like when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was watching LeBron James break the point record, he was mad. There's a difference between being happy for someone and wanting it to happen. Okay. I don't think people want it to be. Ha- They're super competitive people. They've been ha- hardwired to not just be the best of their era, but they want to be considered the best of all time. Then now, how can you be happy only- for someone and not want it to happen? So I, if you break my podcasting record, I'd be ha- I'd be like, hey, you know what? I like Gordon. Good guy. He is putting numerous monitors on different walls of his house for some reason. Like, all right. Unlike. If, if Gordon's happy, I'm happy. But then also deep down, I, I wanted it. I wanted to have the podcasting record. I, I'm, I'm selfish. I wanted to be known as the GOAT, right? But here, here's the thing. The only time it's not true, the only time it's not true is if having the record is just annoying. If for some reason, like, you just don't like the attention anymore. And this is where Abdul-Jabbar comes in because he is a, a, an interesting guy. Maybe he just he didn't like talking about it anymore and he knew it was going to happen anyway. So he's just like, let's just get this over with and I can move forward. But in a track and field race, it's not an accumulation of performances. It's one time. It's one time. And there's a chance you don't get it. You could fall start. The wind could be illegal. The three or four times throughout your career, you had a chance to run the time. You just didn't run the time. And then guess what? Your chance is gone. Everybody thinks their PR is better than, uh, than it actually is. Right. So that extends to the the most uh, elite among us. So there's a chance there's a chance someone could be better than Bolt and just never get his record. Because that's true with everybody. There's a chance yeah. that someone could be better than than somebody else and just never get get their record. But we're not even to that point yet. We're not even to that point yet with the, with 
with the rest of the world in bold. So I don't I don't think any of any track athlete wants a record broken. Do you think when Noah Lyles wrote the nine six five in the nineteen ten, he was implying this year, as in like in a couple days? What's the caption? Can we throw that back up again? Amanda, can you put that back up? I hope so. That makes worlds more caption. I might have to do another podcast. So December and then pencil me in for late August as well, too. I'm just going to come on and scream. I mean, he used hashtag Budapest 2023. They say, if they don't know your dreams, they can't shoot them down. But I I always been more of a guy who loves to hear the... What's that say? Oh, hear the screams from the haters? Got a nice ring to it. Oh, he's going to say hater. That's a that's Kanye West line. I don't know. Anyway, do you, it's not. Yeah, like if he's running nine six five, that means he's winning if, the hundred meter title. If he runs either of those times, can I come back on? I yes. know I'm just asking to come back on your show again, but you need to I just know. dial me in, just on my phone or something like that. But Kevin, Noel Hauser in nineteen one. We need your reaction. You got to give a statement. You got to give a statement. Real time statements. Okay. I mean, I could. Just, I guess I could just write it and email it to you, and you could put it in there. Okay. Do you also go into the comment? You become a commenter. You can join Tampa Eagle and all the other people and just comment. Okay, maybe I'll do that. When are you Remember recording? When Colt did that? These pods? Remember when Colt left left the podcast and then became a commenter? Shout That's out what Colt. When are you recording? When's a new time? Uh, for uh, we're do- it's still twelve thirty, but for for worlds we're doing three o'clock. That's when the meet ends. Central. Set three o'clock central. Uh, we'll have a we'll be okay. having a guest co-host. Olivia Ekbone will be our co-host. She works at Flow, former Texas A and M sprinter, so she'll be giving a take. She'll have to deal with me. You may need to send her mm. an email to prepare hey. for spending an hour with me every day on the internet. So, yeah, yeah. You give her if Gordon talks about, make sure he knows that the elephants are in the room. All right, they're in the room. Not out of the bag. <laughs> All right. All I right. want to so, make a shirt. Oh, that'd be so great. Too bad we didn't get the merch situation going before I left. The elephant's yeah, out of the day. bag, and it's it's just a bag with elephants, and then it says Flow Track Podcast. Man, if it someone makes that shirt, email. If someone makes that shirt, I'll buy one. Email me houseofrun at gmail.com. You can reach me there, <laughs> houseofrun at gmail.com. Elephants out of the bag shirt. Please make this happen. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool that Lyle's put himself out there. I don't think he's going to, but we'll see. Mm. We'll, we'll have, I'll have more takes on Lyle's as the rounds progress, as the 100-meter rounds and 200-meter rounds, and see if actually – hey, so many times people in this sport prove me wrong. Fred Curley did it when he said, yep. I'm going to – like he said he was going to win Olympic gold, but winning global gold a year later, he did it. The 400-meter runner won 100-meter gold. Noah Lyle saying, I'm going to run 1910. You can do it. It's a, it's a reach of a goal, but hey, things happen. People run fast. So yep. anyway. Facts. Facts. So track oh, and field, true. we did a podcast last week talking about how USA is not the best place to host the world championships because the SEPCO said like time zones. Well, it looks like that only lasted for a week because San Diego <laughs> and Eugene are going to be hosting world championships. San Diego is hosting 
the 2025 road running championships and Eugene is hosting the 2026 U20 championships. Let's first talk about San Diego, San Diego hosting road running championships. That's pretty cool. So for those who don't know, road running, I believe is a mile race, a 5k and a half marathon, right? Sure. I think so. I know they changed it. I know they changed it. It it might change. It might evolve over time, but it used to be just half marathon, but now there's a mile race, I think a 5k and a half marathon, but it may be different per host, but San Diego hosting. We now have Tallahassee hosting Mm -hmm. world cross in 2026, 2025, San Diego hosting road championships. What are your thoughts on San Diego getting in the mix? I think it's great. You got more U.S. cities hosting things. The weather is always perfect in San Diego. It's beautiful all the time. And uh, it's conducive to, to fast running and exciting running. I know, the, you know the, some of the high school championships in cross country have been held in San Diego throughout the years as well. So it's just it's – it's a great place to go. It's easy to get to. A lot of places to stay. Good choice. You know what they should do? They should host it on Thanksgiving. A turkey trot world championships. Mm. Wouldn't that be awesome? Thanksgiving morning, world championship, turkey trot. So what is interesting, though, about all this? That would be amazing. You you brought up the – is it 2025 U20s? U20s is 2026. Okay. So Eugene hosted in 2014. Yeah, so they've hosted before, but that was before they had the, the super stadium. I guess I'm, you're right. The timing is funny. Zepco's confused about the time zone one week and blaming that for low ratings, and then now nah, the expectations aren't the same for U20s as they are for yeah the big the big meet. I get that. Uh, I'm surprised Eugene wanted it. To be honest, they've already done really? it. Yeah, yeah. It's a lower it's a lower profile meet. I always thought. You do it in 14 as a stepping stone for what, you know, or as a dress rehearsal for the big show. And then you got the big show. It's interesting. And you'd think, yeah, but they're not, they're not going to get the big show again for a while. So you might as well get some other shows going. You can't just keep the stadium empty. 24 seven. You want the Pepsi twilight? You want the Pepsi invitational? Hey, you want the Arizona dual meet with Oregon? No, Arizona's not in the conference. Yeah, it's going to be the big 10 twilight. It's going to be called the I Big Ten the, Twilight. I want the Oregon dual meet with uh, Indiana and, and Rutgers. Rutgers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And UCLA, Big Ten UCLA. Power. No, yeah. I, I'm just more – it takes so much time and energy and infrastructure to put this on. I just think it's interesting they'd be – they'd get up for a, a U20 championship. And I'm in – and I'm curious, like, all the places that where athletics could have put it and they want to put it. Back in the northwest corner of the United States, I mean, I like it. It's a great place. Maybe I'll go. I love, I love Eugene. I'll you have free time now. Another. You want good, have the good weather spot too. I know. I'll just yell my. Ta- I'll be in the stands. I'll bring a mic like this, and I'll just yell my takes as the meet's going on. Is there a rule if I'm if I'm not media? Can I bring in a microphone? Yes, you can. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah okay. And cool. I'll get. You, I'll good. sneak you in by giving you my credential. You didn't hear that World Athletics. You didn't hear that. I'll, I'll sneak you. In. Done and done. Yeah. 2026. So 2026, no, no, global, uh, no global champs. So that'll be one of the big meets to watch that year too. 
Yeah, and you know, also indoors. There's a world indoors, so yeah, but outdoors. But there's no uh, such thing as indoor Olympics, so no one cares. And true. in Copenhagen is hosting the 2026 Road Championships. The Road Championships are going to be every year too. It's not every other year. It's going to be every good. Year. Sorry, no days off. Let's go. No days off. Uh, one last a news bit. Someone, had, friend of the pod, we haven't kind of talking about this athlete for a long time. He's been dealing with some injuries, just had surgery. But Justin Knight is moving to Bowerman Track Club. Was for a long time being coached by his Syracuse head coach. And they started the, was like a a Reebok Re- crew. Reebok, Boston. Yeah, Reebok. In, in Reebok, Boston, and then in the Virginia area. Um, and then now he is joining Nike and joining the Bowerman and Justin Knight, man, in his prime, he was, he had, he had I mean, he was kicking, he was beating Grant Fisher right. not that long ago. And he was yeah. running yeah. phenomenal times. Him and Mohamed, that Canadian duo, they're get Justin Knight in 2024 and 2025 is going to be, you know, in in the mix, and I'm excited to see Justin Knight back. Basically, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on that? to me, well, to me, it was just interesting to get an update in general because I didn't know he had the Achilles issue. So him switching groups, yeah, it's a big lifestyle change, everything for him. But for me, it was more just like, all right, he's back. He's with an established group. I want to see him back out there again because he he's one of the best runners in the world. Like he's been in the mix and a lot of these fast 5,000s, his 1500 PB got really good as well too. So yeah, um, I'm happy for him. Also interesting Bowerman in that perspective, they were losing members and then now they're building back up little by little. So moving to Eugene, Justin Knight. Moving to Eugene. Um, With Jared, which, you know, you, you got to think coming out of college, Bowerman was one of the places that wanted him. Now that was back when yeah. it was in Portland, and that was that was that was a different era. And he decided to go with Reebok Boston Track Club, which you don't really blame him because they kind of, they built the whole group around him. At his college coach, he had a lot of training partners. It wasn't in Boston, which was interesting. It was in Charlottesville, Virginia. But now going back to a place, a more you could say traditional training group. I guess it's not really that traditional because. Schumacher's coaching them, and he's also coaching Oregon. But you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I get you. Happy for him. Friend of the show. Been Happy. on the pod a couple times. Yes. Best Tifers profile, too. Jay Squeeze. If you yeah. Google Tifers profile, it says Jay Squeeze. So, Kevin, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the, the hour or top of the show, this is your last podcast. Um, I'm going to miss you, man. It was fun doing this. First of all, I guess do you want to tell people what what you're doing and your future, I guess, a little bit? Well, my future is in December. I'm coming back on the pod. Okay. You come back in December. Things. All right. August, if Noah allows breaks the world record, I'm coming on. And okay. in twenty twenty six, I'm gonna be doing a live stream of consciousness interpretive track commentary from the bleachers at Hayward Field for for U twenties. That's 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 all you need to know about what I'm doing. Gordon, this has been fun, man. This has been fun working with you at Flow. It's been fun doing the pod. I mean, we're what? How many episodes in? 700? 
something like that. 626 uh, or something like that. Almost made it to 700. We'll round it up. That's fine. But it was great. It was great. Uh, time for me to move on and, and do different stuff with, with my life. But I got to say, this community that we had with the pod was my highlight uh, of being here. And I just want to thank all the people who tuned in, be it every day, maybe once a week. And shout out back to the three days a week era. That was a cool era. I like that era. Um, or, you know, people who just checked in every now and then and dropped us a comment. People said hi to us at meets. That meant the world to Gordon and I, like more than you ever know when someone comes up to you and says, hey, we like the show or, hey, Gordon has terrible takes or, hey, can you get a haircut? Like all that stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm being serious. It's just was so cool. It's and not every I just feel really lucky that I got to do this. This was a dream job for about five years, as you know, Gordon, and I'm sure most people can figure out there's not a lot of jobs in track and field. Not a lot of places pay you to cover track and field. So I felt like I was always one of the lucky ones. I think back on what I got to do, and it's just kind of amazing. I got to call an NCAA cross-country championships. That's crazy. I got to call Penn Relays. Um, I got to cover a world championship meet in Doha. I mean, got to write profiles on a bunch of athletes do workouts with some world record holders and, you know, some of the best athletes all around. Um, and it was awesome. It was awesome. And, uh, something I'll definitely never forget. And the pod was always great when we transitioned and shifted because of COVID to more remote stuff. It was just a fun place to talk track and field. I hope other people had, uh, fun talking track. Um, it was cool working with you. Um, yeah, watching you guys do your thing. The the Houston series and the NAU series are still two of the best pieces I think ever put out about the sport. I know everybody nowadays has a video and a documentary and a behind the scenes thing, but what you did uh, with Jeremy Hayes was awesome and inspirational. And uh, I got to be a tiny part of both of those, very, very small part. And that was also a bunch of fun too, like interviewing Carl Lewis in the midst of the NCAA championships on the Texas campus while people ask him for autographs. I mean, it's just stuff. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. Like it was truly awesome uh, from top to bottom. So I just want to thank you. I want to thank all the producers, especially Alon in the early days and Colt who did a ton towards that middle part and really took the show to the next level. I want to thank you know, the listeners and everybody else. Um, Olivia will be hosting with you. Olivia's awesome. She was on in the early days with me and Lincoln before it was a podcast. It was just a video show. Um, and then, yeah, it's just been, uh, it's been a treat. It's been so much fun. So Kevin, you mentioned uh, the podcast hasn't just been you and me. It's been, some people have come and gone into the podcast. So, mm -hmm. I sent some text messages and I got, I haven't watched the videos, but I got uh -oh. Alon, who was our original podcast producer. And he has this message. So we'll watch this for the first time. This is Alon, who is one of our OG podcast producers saying a message on your final episode. So man, do you have that video? Hey, hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Hope you're doing well. Heard you recording a lot of podcasts with Gordon tonight. Um, 
is actually my. Uh, I hear Kevin's going away. I'm sorry to hear that. Kevin's cool. Gordon's not. So I apologize on behalf of Flo for all of the viewers who are still. Hello. My name is Elon. I was a producer for this podcast once. Uh, I hear Kevin's going away. I'm sorry to hear that. Kevin's cool. Gordon's not. So I apologize on behalf of Flo for all of the viewers who are sticking around after Kevin leaves. That's all I got. Thanks, Kevin. Good luck. Goodbye. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so, but we also had Colt. Colt was one of our producers, and he he sent us a message as well. So here's Colt. Wait for that. Working with you, dude. Hope you're doing well, and uh, I hope you remind Gordon that he uh, still owes me a steak dinner because. Um, I'm still waiting for that and uh, haven't heard any communication. So um, let's get that figured out sometime soon. Okay. On to bigger, better things, Kevin. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Bye. I forgot about that. I almost This is great. Oh, this isn't good. Everybody's should, just using <laughs> They're just using this to air grievances against you. That's all this <laughs> is. Like, so hey, another Kevin, person. You were great. Another member of the, the small team, he was never a host. He wasn't really a producer, but he was part of the beginning of their podcast. Travis Miller, who now works at NBC Sports, uh, doesn't work here, but he was a big part of the podcast, starting it, got us on YouTube. Travis has a message for you as well, Kevin. Kevin, as someone else who also used to spend time with Gordon on a daily basis and has now come out on the other side, I can tell you with supreme confidence that it only goes up from here. Wishing you all the best at whatever's coming next for you. And Gordon, I am impatiently waiting on the $73 you owe me for recording this cameo. Pay up. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> I did not. That's not a cameo. This was a text message. Everyone's asking uh, for money and steak dinners. Uh, oh, and then last, our original co-host, Lincoln. He yeah. started as a three-person rotation. Uh, he has this to say. Running flow track, miss seeing you on the flow track podcast. And uh, when we all come, hey, Kevin. All right, I'm uh, recording this video. I haven't been on camera in a long time. This is actually my second attempt recording this. I had to put the shades on because last video I just had my eyes closed the whole time. Anyways, I hear you're leaving the flow track podcast. Man, enjoy retirement. Retiring at what are you, 38? <laughs> just that's unbelievable. It's just a a tribute to your crypto success, I guess. Uh, no, all seriousness, great run at Flow Track. The track community will miss you. I'm sh sure you're still doing House of Run. Uh, Got to check that out with Worlds coming up. But as you know, always was a joy to work with you. I've gone over my 15 to 30 second limit here. Uh, but gosh, man, good run at Flow Track. Miss seeing you on the Flow Track podcast. And uh, when we all come back one day, we'll have to record another pod together. All right. See you later. <laughs> Can I just say that was the perfect Lincoln situation? We have a technical <laughs> difficulty, a couple non sequiturs, and then he yeah. got bored of his own, his own question. We used to joke with Lincoln in the mix zone. He'd get like three minutes into an interview, and you could just see him kind of trail off. 
Like he'd be talking to somebody, like some athlete, they just won a race and Lincoln would get halfway through and be like, yeah, 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 okay, okay. On to the next one. That's what that was. That was awesome, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for yeah, putting this together. Man. Appreciate of it. Of course. I, I sent, I, I came up with the idea 45 minutes before the pod and I said, hey guys, I'm recording in an hour. If you send it to me, we'll put it up and they all, and they all respond. So. Nice. Cool. That just shows the power of you. Also, yeah. I want to say uh, my greatest contribution to the show was night one of the 2022 World Championships when I was not on the show because that led to Gordon being featured in a rap song done by Usain Bolt. So no matter what I did in the past, no matter how many shows I was on, my best contribution was not being there on night one of Worlds. Uh, that makes sense. So that's why you're leaving. Now it's going to be nothing but greatness. Yes. I'm not, I mean, so many music videos are going to be made now that you aren't going to limit what I say on the internet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll say my, my uh, favorite memory, Kevin, is obviously doing the podcast has been my highlight of this. You're the podcast guy who brought podcasting to flow track. So I appreciate that. But my favorite memory are the times when we did podcasts at weird times like Berlin Marathon or London Marathon where I'm drinking Mountain Dews at 3 a.m. because of the time change and we're just grinding out episodes in my house and we're just like, what are we doing here? We're just talking about track. We're together. There's, it's 3 a.m. All of our significant others are asleep, but we're up podcasting for our fans. And I know ultimately the people who are going to miss you most, obviously, Kevin, I'm going to miss you, but we're staying friends. That's the plan, right? We're staying friends. I haven't seen you in a while, but yes, hopefully we get that back on track. Okay. NBA season comes, we gotta stay friends. But I'm sure yeah, yeah. the audience is gonna miss you. They're all, you know, you were you're that everyone agreed with you over me, so they're gonna they're, they're <laughs> gonna feel lost. They're gonna they're gonna need the sense of normalcy with you gone. And I'm sure a lot of the regular viewers are gonna miss you. I'm looking at some comments here. Uh. Good luck, Kevin. Grateful for everything you did for running. We'll miss your wonderful chemistry with Gordon. Uh, Gordon is kind of like Pat Henry. Nobody stays with him for very long. It's not about me, guys. This is about Kevin. Uh, Kevin, wow, you're a great host. Well, Kevin, you're a great host. We'll miss you, Kevin. All the best. You on the all the best. You on the other side. Godspeed, Kevin. You can go through all the the the, the messages, but Kevin, we're gonna miss yeah. you. This is a great final episode. We may do some spo bonus surprise episodes with you, especially maybe in December or if someone breaks a world record. But hey, man, <laughs> until next time, it's been good. Thank you, Gordon. Is that it? It was a pleasure. Thanks, everybody. Keep watching the show. Just because I'm not yeah. on it, watch it with <laughs> Gordon and Olivia. I'll be on House of Run still, but you can find Gordon here with Olivia on this pod. Thank you everybody so much. Bye. Like and subscribe.